Hi, everybody. This is uh, Pastor Scott. Welcome to our online uh, worship uh, service today. It's Sunday at 1030. And we are delighted that you are here. Uh, this is going to be a wonderful, wonderful uh, service. And we're looking forward to our time of worship together. In just a few moments, um, Aaron and Bruce and Lisa are going to lead us in wonderful worship. And we are going to have a wonderful children's message from Pastor Sandra. Pastor John is going to come and, and teach us uh, about biblical stewardship. And I'm going to come and we're going to have a wonderful service. Uh, today's uh, hymn that we're focusing on is Grace is Greater. And as you worship today, I just want you to think of how amazing God's grace is. And, and just think if there's anything in your life that grace cannot cover. I don't think there is. But as we worship together, uh, we're going to have a wonderful time and we're going to look into God's word. So get ready. It's going to be really good. We'll see you in a few minutes. God bless you. Well, hi, everybody. We're glad you're with us here for our online services at Pine Castle United Methodist Church. I'm Jim Poling. And I'm Melody Burns. Now, we decided we'd do this together this week because I kind of figured that maybe you're a little tired of seeing my ugly mug up here. So we figured we'd do kind of a Beauty and the Beast type of a thing. Yeah, well, you see, that's, that, 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 that's her role here today, is, is disdain and disgust and roll her eyes back in her head whenever I say something like that. <laughs> it's it's kind of like when we go through the line at Publix. You see, the cashier, she says something like, uh, did you find everything? And I always say, well, I wasn't looking for everything. Yeah, well, well the, the cashier thinks it's hysterical, you see, but, but Melody has heard it five gazillion times, and so, you know, we, we get this, this kind of look. And it just keeps getting funnier and, and funnier. funnier. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I could try to tell her that the material stays the same, it's the audience that changes. Oh, but I don't know what are we going to do. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to have a great time of worship here coming up with uh, uh, Aaron and, and Bruce and Lori and uh, Pastor Sandra will have a message for the kids. Pastor John will have a few words. And of course, Pastor Scott will have his weekly message. Our PC share for this week is a quote from author William Chapman. A great future does not require a great past. We want you to be a positive social influencer for Christ. So go ahead and post that on your social media accounts on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to tag Pinecastle United Methodist Church on Facebook and at Pinecastle UMC on Instagram and Twitter. Now, we still haven't set a date for returning to in-person worship. So we'll continue with our online virtual services on Sunday mornings. So keep checking our Facebook page and the website for updates. Now, even though we're not meeting in person, there's still ways to connect. Go to the website, and if you're not uh, getting our weekly emailed newsletter, you can sign up for it there. There's a place to do that. And if you're not getting uh, Pastor Scott's weekly phone call, you can click the Contact Us link on the website and enter your telephone number, and we'll add you to the list. Truth and Grace. Too much of one, and we seem harsh and unloving. Too much of the other, and people think we're wishy-washy. So how do you strike a balance between the two? Well, here's the skinny on truth and grace. Well, I've got this whole truth and grace thing down. I mean, you remember that old 90s cliche, WWJD? I'll tell you what Jesus would do. He answered every question with truth and grace. So I try to emulate that. My wife comes to me and says, Honey, am I starting to look like my mom? I just answer her question with a question. Truth and grace. Would you rather look like your dad? Meet Timothy Torkerson. Fact, the meanest kid this side of Jersey. Truth, has a rap sheet a mile long for uh, misdemeanor starting around age 12. Fact, at 1.15 a.m., Timothy Ann Torkelson decided- Whoa, whoa. His middle name's Ann? Truth. No wonder he's so mean. Anywho, Timothy Ann Torkelson at 1.15 a.m. did his last crime by trying to steal a Bob's Big Boy statue at the local Bob's Big Boy. Truth, when asked about said statue, Timothy replied, and I quote, I wanted a new big brother. Fact, that's just mean. To the core. Back in my day, we didn't have grace. We told the whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help us God, and we liked it. Back in my day, there wasn't God is grace, and show them grace. We served a mean God who judged everything we did, and we were filled with guilt, shame, fear, and constipation, and we liked it. And nowadays, the church is just filled with a bunch of sissified, panty-waist, graceaholics, and I don't like it. 
Hello, my name is George. And I'm Jorge. And together we're George, George and Jorge. Jorge. You know what the word is lacking is a little bit of truth and mm. a little bit of grace. Mm. So we've taken them both and packaged them together in a really cheesy song that we will all forget in a couple of months and go back to our selfish ways. Right, right, right. And, and what we've done is we've remixed the song and we've added in the truth and the grace. So we don't know if you'll live it out, but you can certainly sing it out. I know the Bible so well I have some truth I can tell I know just where you fell And I can show you the way A change in you is my wish Although you tried you did miss You must stop acting like this And I can show you the way This truth I'm holding Jesus' grace I'm showing Holy Spirit's blowing Jesus was born as a baby Hey! I just met you And this is crazy but here's the truth, friends, and some Gracie. Fact, little Timmy Torkelson is going off to juvie. The truth is, Jersey is a better place without Timmy Torkelson. Uh, um, actually, I, uh, I, I paid the, the fine, and uh, I, uh, I talked to the judge, and uh, he waived all the charges. Who did what? Yeah, I just, I, I showed the kid grace, you know? No punishment. I even offered to, uh, to be his big brother. Wow, that is a that is so big boy of you, you know. That's that's uh, that's crazy. That's that's really crazy. No, that's grace. Are you crying? No, I'm not crying. This is that pupil dexteritis thing that's going around. All right. Sounds made up to me. It's not made up. It's as real as your mother's mole. I'm uh, playing Jesus in my church program. Came to me, I told him I don't look anything like him, but nobody else would do it, so here I am. In playing him, it's, I got to thinking about him. And of all the things he is, there's this amazing thing about him, that this, this balance of truth and grace, you know? I mean, take for instance the story of the rich young ruler. I mean, it says in Mark that that, that he showed genuine love. Jesus shows genuine love to this guy. I mean, that's, that's grace. That's amazing grace. That's, that's amazing grace, yeah. But then just like a minute or two later, he looks at him and says, you need to sell everything you have if you want to follow me. And that's truth because he knew that money had a hold on the guy's heart. Truth and grace. I need more of that in my life. The truth is, I, I may not look like Jesus, but I sure do want to act more like him. Our church is singing, I search the world. I search the world, but it couldn't fill me. Man's empty praise and treasures that fade are never enough. You came along and put me back together. Every desire is now satisfied Hearing your love Oh, there's nothing Oh, there's nothing Better than you Oh, there's nothing Better than you Oh, there's nothing Nothing is better than you I'm not afraid to show you my weakness, my failures and flaws, but oh, you've seen them all, still you call me friend, cause the God of the mountains is the God of the valley. There's not a place you 
mercy and grace won't find me again. Oh, there's nothing. Oh, there's nothing better than you. Oh, there's nothing better than you. Oh, there's nothing. Nothing is better than you. Turn morning to dancing. You give beauty for ashes. You turn shame into glory. You're the only one who can. You turn morning to dancing. shame into glory you're the only one who can as you turn graves into gardens you turn bones into armies you turn eyes into highways you're the only one who can There's nothing better than you, Lord. There's nothing better than you, Lord. There's nothing. Nothing is better than you.
Today is our last Sunday to talk about grace. But before I share my kids' message with you, I'd like to read out of the Bible. In Ephesians, I'm going to read chapter 1, verses 7 and 8. And it says, We have been set free because of what Christ has done. Because he bled and died, our sins have been forgiven. We have been set free because God's grace is so rich. He poured his grace on us. Have you ever thought about being poured on? He poured his grace on us. Another translation I read said that he lavishes his grace on us. Lavish is to give abundantly and generously, super generously. Well, let me show you that by sharing this with you. I made a big pitcher of chocolate milk today. And if you were here with me, I would share some with you. Let me pour it for you right now. There you go. It's not enough. There you go, that's better, right? I'm probably being a little bit selfish because I really kind of want to save it all for myself. God's not selfish, is he? That said that he pours his grace on us. Remember I said he lavishes us generously and abundantly. You see, if this were grace, he would be pouring us a glass to the brim. No to overflow. God's grace is poured on us. He pours it, it overflows, it's lavish. God's not selfish at all. Pastor Scott today is talking about grace is greater. Grace is greater than anything. Grace is greater than my sin. Grace is greater than our failures than our hurts, than our frustrations. Grace is greater than anything. But I've learned as I've gotten older in life that I have to accept that. If I do something wrong, if I fail, if I make a mistake, I have to really accept that I am forgiven. Because if I don't, then how can I let it overflow from me? I can't. You see, God loves us so much that he has given us abundance of his grace, an abundance of his love, an abundance of his forgiveness, an abundance of his goodness. And it should be overflowing from us through us 
to others around us without any selfish ambitions, without being selfish for what I want, but because he loves me and I love him, I love you and it's gonna overflow. So remember that you have God's grace overflowing in abundance. That's pretty good. Now, too bad you're not here because I would share with you all of this chocolate milk. Let's pray. Dear loving Father, thank you that you have overflowed your grace upon us, that you've lavished us with your grace, that you've poured it out all over. Help us to accept that grace and to allow it to overflow from us without any selfish ambitions to others. Thank you that you love us so very, very, very much that you want us now to love everybody else so very much with what you have given us. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, it's time for us to go to Pastor John, and he is going to share us some more wisdom and knowledge about what it means to tithe and give offerings. Bye. See you next week. Good morning. It's so good to be with you today to worship. I enjoy Sunday mornings, especially when I feel good, and I feel good today. Scripture says in Proverbs 3.9, Honor the Lord. And I'm going to honor the Lord today. So Proverbs says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best, best part of everything that is within you. And I know there's a lot of good stuff within you. And you want to honor the Lord, that's why you write that check and tithe. Scripture goes on to say in the New Testament, 1 Corinthians 10, 31, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And that's why we tithe. We're going to honor God to His glory. Father, bless these tithes and offerings. Let them be for others as they are to us. A tremendous blessing. In Jesus' name, amen.
Well, welcome. What a great time of worship we had. Uh, I love the presence of the Lord, and I love uh, knowing that all over Central Florida, we're all worshiping together. So uh, today, we're going to look at the hymn, uh, Grace is Greater Than Our Sin. So uh, we're in a year-long series. We're about halfway through, and we've been looking at the great hymns of the church. And today is uh, the hymn called Grace is Greater Than Our Sin. It was uh, written by Julia Johnson. And Julia was a, a Presbyterian uh, teacher and author. Uh, she was a musician. And uh, back in the 1800s, she wrote this wonderful hymn. In fact, uh, she wrote over 500 hymns. And this was one of her most popular hymns that she wrote, and I'm so glad she did. Let me read some of the lyrics to you, and hopefully they'll be on the screen for you to follow along. But verse one says, Marvelous grace of our loving Lord, grace that exceeds our sin and our guilt. Yonder on Calvary's mount outpoured, there where the blood of the lamb was split. Verse two, dark is the stain that we cannot hide. What can avail to wash it away? Look, there is a flowing crimson tide, whiter than snow, May you be today. And then number three, marvelous, infinite, matchless grace, freely bestowed on all who believe. You that are longing to see his face, will you this moment his grace receive? And then the, uh, the chorus, grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is, will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all of our sin. I'm so grateful today that Julia Johnson wrote this wonderful hymn uh, to remind us about God's amazing grace. So this whole month has been focusing on hymns of grace. And we looked uh, uh, about the scripture that, that reminded us to grow in grace. I hope you're growing in grace. I hope you're not growing in judgment. I hope you're not growing uh, in skepticism. I hope you're not growing in, in, in putting other people down and elevating yourself. I hope you're growing in grace because the scripture says that when you and I grow in the grace and knowledge of God, that God is glorified. And so we're going to look um, uh, this Sunday at another aspect of, of, of God's grace. And we're going to look at uh, an Old Testament story. Uh, her name was Esther, and we're going to look at her life just for a few moments. And uh, we're going to look into God's word and see how we can walk in grace. So today's message is called Grace is Greater. Is there anything that grace is not greater than? And uh, I, I asked you a few minutes ago at the beginning of the service to think, is there anything that grace can't cover? And I don't think there is. And we're certainly going to look at, uh, at the life of Esther. Um, so go in your Bibles to uh, the book of Esther. Esther's in the, Esther's in the Old Testament. And uh, we're going to look at this wonderful story that is um, wonderful illustrations of God's amazing, amazing grace. And uh, right now, um, I need grace to find Esther because it's taken me a few seconds, but we're going to find it. So uh, go to Esther. If you find Nehemiah, Ezra, you're going to find you're going to find Esther. Esther, and we're going to look at chapter chapter one. I told you I was having trouble finding it, but I'm, I, I've got it here. Esther uh, chapter one. Now, this is, a, this is a great, great story about a young woman who was, had all the cards uh, stacked against her. Um, by the way, her name means shining star. And just because you have the cards stacked against you, you may be living on the other side of the tracks. Grace is greater than all of that. And Esther is a wonderful story to remind us about God's amazing grace. Her name means shining star. And see, when you overcome your obstacles, when you overcome your pain, when you overcome your hurt, when you overcome your sin by God's grace, that's when you shine the best. You shine when you walk in grace. And Esther is an incredible story. Now, the book of Esther uh, is, I believe, one of the only books in the Bible where the word God is not mentioned. God is not mentioned in the book of Esther, but God is throughout the whole book. Every word, every sentence, every paragraph, every chapter resonates 
about the grace of God. And Esther is a beautiful, beautiful example. She was, um, um, she was a young lady who, as I said, had all the cards stacked against her. Her parents died at a young age. She was adopted. She was an immigrant. She was of a different religion. She was a woman. She was an outcast. And all the cards seemed to be stacked against her. Yet, when God comes on the scene, God has a way uh, of, of making sure that, that his grace covers every aspect of our life. And Esther is no exception. Uh, you're in your Bible. Uh, go to Esther uh, chapter, chapter 2. And what is taking place now, the king was looking for a new queen. And Esther was chosen and, and, and uh, immediately there was something different about her. Immediately, people noticed uh, God's hand and favor and grace on her life, and she excelled, and she, she impressed everybody. And, and finally, the king uh, appointed her and anointed her to be the queen. But look at Esther chapter 2, verse, uh, verse 15. And it says, And Esther won the favor of everyone who saw her. You see, when... When you live and you grow in grace, I believe God's favor is on your life and it rests on you and people will notice that. You can have your parents who have died, you can be adopted, you can be an immigrant, you can be a different religion, you can be a different race, you can be an outcast. But when God's hand is upon you and his grace is upon you and you live and you grow and walk in grace, as the king looked at Esther, the Bible says that he won the favor Esther won the favor of the king because she walked in amazing grace and she uh, really, her life was a shining example of what can happen when you and I walk in grace. Uh, let me encourage you today to, to, to shine. Boy, it is dark out. Uh, I was talking to the staff this morning and, and, and just, uh, it's never been a darker time. And if there was ever a time for you and I to, to be a shining star, now would be the moment. And now would be the time. There are race relations that need to be mended. There are generational fences that have been built up and economically, and there's all sorts of stuff going on. Now would be a good time to shine. And I would pray you'd be like Esther. I pray that you will win the favor and the grace of everyone who comes in contact with you. And let it be said of you and let it be said of me that we walk in that grace and that grace is on our life like it was on Esther. Listen to this quote just for a second. When God has selected you, it doesn't matter who else has rejected or neglected you, God's favor outweighs all opposition. Powerful. God's favor, God's grace outweighs all opposition. And Esther didn't have a chance in this world to make a difference but she made an incredible difference and she was appointed to be the queen. A few chapters later, there was an evil man by the name of Nahum and, and he wanted to uh, destroy the entire Jewish uh, population. And the Bible says that Esther stood up for such a time as this. And she said, if I perish, I perish, but I'm gonna do what's right. Why? Because the favor of great, the favor of God was on her life. The grace of God was on her life and she was willing to do whatever it took to stand up and to make a difference, to be a shining star. And that's what God wants for you today. He wants you to shine. He wants you to step up. He wants you to speak up. He wants you to, to, to stand up. He wants you to make a difference. And when you live in the favor of God and the favor of God and, and the grace of God is resting on your life, you, like Esther, can be a shining star and you can make a difference in this life. Esther won the favor and the grace of everyone who came in contact with her. I love this quote. Other people may have more talent, more education, more experience, but God's favor, God's grace can cause you to go places that you could not go on your own. And that's certainly the case of Esther. And I believe that is the case in your life as well, that when you live in the grace and the favor of God, uh, it opens up doors and it causes you to go places and do things you could never do on your own because God's amazing grace. So let's look into God's word just for a few moments. And, and uh, here's the notes. They're going to be on your screen. They're going to be available on our website. We're going to send them out to you uh, tomorrow morning so you can have a, a little follow-up Bible study. But grace is greater than. 
and I'm going to give you five uh, aspects that grace is greater than. And the world would tell you it isn't. The, gra- the world would say that God's grace is limited. The world would say that God's grace is, is temporary. But I can tell you God's grace is greater. And here's the first one. God's grace is greater than your sin. God's grace is greater than your sin. And Julia Johnston was right. Grace is greater than our sin. Look at Romans uh, chapter 6. And I'll have an easier time finding Romans than I did uh, Esther. But Romans uh, chapter 6. And we're going to look at verse, uh, verse 12 and 14. Romans. Chapter 6. Romans 6, chapter 12. If you're with me, let me hear a big, uh, a big amen. Romans chapter 6, verse 12 and 14. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been bought from death to life and offer the parts of your body to him as instruments of righteousness. For sin shall not be your master because you are not under the law, you are under grace. You see, grace is greater than your sin. And I want to tell you today, and I want to remind you that you are not under the law. You are under grace and sin is not your master. When you live and grow and walk in the grace of God, you realize that you fail, you make mistakes, you blow it, you have an attitude, you, 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 uh, you just think the wrong things, but that is sin. But grace is greater than your sin. There's not a sin that grace can't cover. And Romans here says that, 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 that sin is not going to be your master. Sin is not going to rule over you because you are not under law. You are under grace. So grace is greater than your sin. Number two, I love this one. Grace is greater than your past. Let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 1. 1 Timothy Chapter 1, and uh, this will be on your screen as well, but 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12. 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12. Grace is greater than your past. Now, think about it just for a moment. If we could go back in time, I did a, I did a graduation uh, speech for Altamont Christian School this past, uh, this past Friday. And uh, one of my points uh, of the speech was, if, if I could go back to 1979 when I graduated, if I could get some wisdom and some insight, I sure, certainly would have loved to have gone back and started all over again. Kind of get a second chance. It's called a, a mulligan. For those of you that like to play golf, as I do, a mulligan is a wonderful, wonderful phrase. Mulligan means you get to shoot again. And usually I put the first one in the water and then a mulligan is just uh, a chance to, to get another ball out and to uh, pull it out and hopefully get it somewhere, uh, not in the water, but in, in the fairway, which doesn't happen often for me, but uh, sometimes I need two or three mulligans. So I really do believe in grace, but uh, I was telling these, these high school students, if I could go back on all over again, these would be the advice that I would give them. And I did the ABCs. I went all the way from A all the way through Z and gave them advice and input and wisdom that I wish somebody would have shared with me. I learned the hard way. And uh, it took me 10 minutes to deliver this wisdom that took me 40 years to learn the hard way. Uh, but one of the things uh, is, is a lot of people just have trouble getting over their past. There's something in your past that you are not proud of. There's something in your past that you don't want anyone to know. There's something in your past that you wish you could uh, get a mulligan. You wish you could get another, another shot at. And the beautiful thing of grace is that grace is greater, not only greater than your sin, but it's greater than your past. As I was preparing for this, I just, I just sensed that there was 
going to be people watching today that, that you're, you're haunted by your past. You can't forgive yourself. And that past, that mistake, that sin, that thing that you did was so grievous and it keeps haunting you. It's like a black cloud that is hanging over you today. And God wants you to know today that your past is forgiven. Why? Because grace is greater than your sin and grace is greater than your past. I wish you would just uh, forgive and uh, let go and, uh, and tap into God's grace and say, God, help me to accept your mercy and your grace. You know, the Bible says his mercies are new every morning. You know, when you, uh, when you wake up, some of you like to wake up early to watch the, the, uh, the sunrise. Um, I don't think any of us wake up on a morning and look at the sunrise and wonder if the sun's gonna come up. Why? Because we just have confidence that our whole life, that every morning the sun has come up over the horizon and it has set and it's always been that way. And so our confidence is high that, that, that when we wake up on a morning, we're gonna see the sun come up. The sunrise, we're gonna see it. Why? Because it's all, it always has been there. Well, the Bible says God's mercies are new every morning. God's mercies, God's grace are like that sun that's gonna come up. Is it gonna come up? Absolutely. You live by faith, you believe that the next day, God's mercy is gonna be there. And just as the sun comes up on the horizon, uh, God's mercies are new every single morning. So why is it that you would have more confidence in the sun coming up than you would in God's mercy coming up and being available for you today? Yesterday is gone. You can't do anything about it. Uh, you can't live in the past. And uh, now's the time for you to tap into his wonderful mercies. His mercies are new every morning. And grace is greater than your sin and is greater than your past. Look at 1 Timothy uh, chapter, uh, chapter 1, verse 12. I love this. I thank Jesus Christ, our Lord, who has given me the strength that he considered me faithful, appointed me into his service. You know, let me just stop there. If anyone was, when I read this, I resonate with what Paul just says here to Timothy. Uh, if anyone was a, 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 a less candidate to be in the ministry, it's been me. Uh, I grew up in the church, as you know, most, uh, most of my life, in fact, all my life, my parents were in ministry. And when I turned uh, 17, 18 years old, graduated from high school, man, I wanted nothing to do with church. I had been, I think about it, uh, 18 years and every Sunday being in church. So 18 times 52, that's close to a thousand Sundays that I had been, and I didn't want anything to do with God. And uh, I was rebellious, I was arrogant, I, was, I had my own plan, my own destiny, I mapped my own way out. And when I read this, I resonate with this because I agree. I mean, I am so grateful that God has appointed me into his service. Look at verse 13. Even though I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ poured out on me abundantly along with the faith and the love that are in Jesus Christ. Here's a trustworthy statement that deserves full acceptance. Jesus Christ came into the sinners, came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his unlimited patience as an example for those who would believe on him and receive eternal life. Paul says here, man, I had a violent past. I was a persecutor. I was violent. I was a murderer. But God's grace was poured out on me abundantly. So it's just not, just not little, just not enough to get by. God's grace, the Bible says, is greater than our sin, it's greater than our past. And Paul here says that God's grace was poured out on me abundantly. That's the kind of God we serve. 
He's just not going to give you a little bit. He's not going to give you enough just to get by. He's going to pour his grace out on you abundantly. And there's somebody here today that's watching. You need to hear this. God's grace is new. His mercies are new every day. And his grace can be poured out on you abundantly if you will just receive the grace that God has for you today. His mercies are new every morning. So tap into that grace. Grace is greater than your sin. Grace is greater than your past. Uh, grace is greater than your mistakes. How many of you made a mistake at least once? Well, I know I have. I make them every hour. And I am so grateful that God's grace is greater than any mistake that you and I make. Go to 1 Thessalonians. I want to show this to you. Actually, 2 Thessalonians. Chapter, chapter one, second Thessalonians, chapter one, verse 11 and 12. Second Thessalonians, chapter one, 11 and 12. With this in mind, we constantly pray for you that our God may count you worthy of his calling and that by his power, he may fulfill every good purpose of yours and every act prompted by your faith. We pray this also, that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you may be glorified and in you in him, according to the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. See, grace is greater than your sin. It's greater than your past. And it's greater than your mistakes. There's not a mistake that you've made today that God can't forgive. Uh, line up with what Julia Johnson said, grace is greater. He covers your sin, he covers your past, he covers your mistakes. Why? Because grace is greater. Number, number four, real quickly. Uh, grace is greater than your hurts. Now, go to 2 Corinthians. I'm taking you all over the New Testament today, but I'm glad that we are looking into God's word. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. Hurts. Grace is greater than your hurts. I'm wondering how many of you are out there today and you are hurting. Uh, you're, you're lonely. You are fearful. You are um, isolated. Uh, you're confused. Whatever emotion is going on in your life today, I want to tell you that grace is greater. Grace is greater than your hurt. If you're hurting today, uh, grace is available for you. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. Look what it says. It says, to keep me from being conceited, because of the surpassingly great revelations, there was given me a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan. Watch this to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is perfected in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness. I delight in insults. I delight in hardships. I delight in persecutions. I delight in difficulties for when, when I am weak, then I'm strong. See, Paul here had what he called a thorn in his flesh. Uh, many people think that was a physical pain. Many think it was a psychological pain. Um, he, he says what it is. It was a messenger of Satan and it was there to torment him. You know, there's a lot of people that you're tormented. You're tormented. You wake up, you've got this thing hanging over you. You go to bed, it's still there. You wake up the next morning and it's there. And it's just like Paul, uh, this, the, the, this thorn is tormenting you. And Paul said, please take this away from me. I can't handle it. I don't like it. I don't want to deal with this. And he cried out three times. Isn't it interesting that, that, that Christ, when he was dying on the cross, cried out three times. Please let this cup pass from me. Please don't let me go through this. I don't want to do this. And yet Paul, the same as Christ, just uh, uh, declared, 
I don't want to go through this. I, I'm not enjoying this. This is not fun. This is not, this is not what I signed up for. But, but, but God, in the midst of that pain, in the midst of that hurt, in the midst of those difficulties, in the midst of those hardships, God says, my grace is sufficient for you. And can I tell you, uh, when you're hurting, it's God's grace that gets you through it. Why? Because grace is greater. You know, we've, we've experienced as a family an a, a incredible, painful time. And uh, I can tell you, I didn't know how we made it through what we went through if it wasn't for the grace of God. I cried out a hundred times, God, take this away from me. God, I don't like this. God, change this. God, help me. And like Paul, I heard, my grace is sufficient for you. It was God's grace that got us through. And if he can do it for us, he can do it for you. And if he can do it for Paul, he can do it for you. Why? Because grace is greater than your hurts. And then number five, quickly, grace is greater than your pain. Grace is greater than your pain. Go to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 12. And look at verse 15. If you're still with me, say amen. Amen. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse, uh, let's look at verse 14. Look what it says. It says, make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Verse 15, see to it that no one misses the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. You see, the writer here says in Hebrews chapter 12, says, make every effort to live at peace with, with other people. And then he says something very interesting. He says, make sure that you don't miss the grace of God. Why does he say that? Because we miss the grace of God. We want to judge. We want to condemn. We want to put people down and make ourselves feel better. And the writer here says, don't miss the grace of God. It's kind of like driving down the street. If you're not looking for that street, you'll pass it by. You'll miss it. Well, the same way with grace. If you're just living life going through uh, just day after day, week after week, year after year, if you're not careful, you'll miss the grace of God. And the writer here says, don't miss the grace of God. Why? Because if you do miss the grace of God, there's a bitter root that grows up and it causes trouble. There are a lot of people that are in pain right now and they're in trouble because they've missed the grace of God. And God can cover your pain. He can cover your hurt. He can cover your mistakes. He can cover your past. He can cover your sin. If you will simply tap into that and ask God to rise up just like the sun and rise up with mercy and grace that's available for you today. I wanna to pray for you uh, as we conclude today. Grace is greater. It's greater than your sin. It's greater than your past. It's greater than your mistakes. It's greater than your hurts. It's greater than your pain. Grace is greater. As I'm closing, I really just, um, I really feel impressed to, to, to just um, pray for, for specifically a couple of people that are watching. There's one person in particular, uh, you have been tormented about you're a parent and you're tormented uh, with the fact that your child hasn't turned out the way you thought they were gonna turn out. And you take it personally. And you are guilt-ridden and you just can't get over the fact that your son or daughter just turned out the way they did and you're taking all the responsibility and all the blame. Can I tell you something? Our Heavenly Father, who's a perfect father, he's perfect in every way, he's perfect. And yet he has more rebellious children than anybody in the world. See, your child's rebellion is not a reflection on you, it's a reflection on them. And you can be a perfect father, you can be a perfect mother and still have rebellious kids. And your kids have come to a point, they've come to a place where they've made decisions on their own and God wants to release you from that guilt, from that past, from those uh, haunting, tormenting thoughts that come your way. Just receive God's grace. There's also somebody watching here today uh, that, that you had, and, and I'm just, I've got to be obedient, you had an abortion and it, you're, you're tormented. God wants you to know that he forgives you 
and he loves you and his grace is greater. And if you're watching right now, receive that grace because grace is greater. That was a mistake, that was sin, that was wrong, but God's grace is greater. There, there's somebody else watching today that, that, that uh, you, you actually, you were in prison. You actually went to jail, prison, and you can't forgive yourself. And you haven't told people, and you've kind of kept it hush-hush, and, and I can understand why you would do that, but God wants you to know that those are mistakes of the past, they're forgotten, they're forgiven. Move forward and be like Paul and press on to what God has for you in the future. So God, God's grace is amazing and it's available for you today. Let me pray for you. Father, Lord, we live in a world that is filled with judgment and condemnation. There's so much tension and strife and anger and bitterness and people are anxious. We need your grace, God. Lord, would you please help us to just celebrate the song that Julia Johnson wrote, grace is greater than my sin. Help us, God, to tap into your amazing grace. We come to you. Lord, we come to you today and we approach the throne of grace that is available to help us in our time of need. Would you please cover our sins, our mistakes, our past, our hurts, our sorrows, and pour out abundantly your grace upon our lives. We're grateful for that today in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen and amen. God bless you, church. We'll see you next week right here at 1030. Online is going to be another great service. Remember, grace is greater. God bless you. We'll see you. Bye-bye.